Good morning. So I'm going to start with a contemporary text. Everyone is special in their own way. We make each other strong. We're not the same. We're different in a good way. Together's where we belong. We're all in this together. Once we know that we are, we're all stars, and we see that we're all in this together. And it shows when we stand hand in hand, make our dreams come true. High School Musical, parts one and three. <laughs> Second reading is a little bit older text. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case, a princess and a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> so what do these two movies and uh, many other works of art uh, have in common? And what makes them popular? It's something about being defined by a label, sometimes a label you choose, but often a label chosen for you by parents, friends, enemies, the world. And the delight in these movies is when the characters are able to share their true selves with others, sometimes revealing it to themselves for the first time, and then to be accepted beyond their label. And isn't that what we all want? to be seen for who we really are, and to be loved and accepted. Now, we all know it's never as easy as in the movies. I mean, do we really think the geek, the jock, the criminal, the basket case, and the princess started having lunch together every day and invited their friends to join them in this great delabeling session that would revolutionize their school? I don't think so. Yet somehow, that is what Christ is inviting us to in this invitation to community. Not only to shed our labels, whether self-given or given against our will, but to actually take up a new identity. An identity not primarily built on ourselves, our strengths, goals, and experiences, or our faults, failures, and shortcomings, but built on the person of Christ and our relationship to Jesus and the Father through the Holy Spirit. Now, Pastor Andrew has already gone through the charge that Paul gives the church and this coming together of Jews across the Jewish culture, the Greeks, Romans, people from other cultures, and across the economic levels from slave to wealthy. How are these people to be together, much less worship together, which generally included a meal? How are they to be in each other's homes, to meet in general society? How can this happen? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. 
since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When WCF started, it was purposefully defined as a multi-denominational church, not non-denominational, having no allegiance or foundation in a denomination, but recognizing and celebrating, learning from and being sharpened by people of closely held denominational backgrounds. Now today, many people coming to us and being part of this congregation don't have such strong denominational ties, so maybe that history is not quite so meaningful. But for you, or myself, I would ask us to think about what are those traditions, understandings, beliefs, and practices that are the most meaningful to you? And what would it mean to be in community with someone who does not share those things, or perhaps even has traditions, understandings, beliefs, and practices at odds with your own? How do we do that? For many of us, as we get older, the number of people we have to get along with at a surface level can get larger as our wor world expands, from family to school to jobs and organizations. But we also start decreasing the number of people that we really have to get along with. We go from maybe a group house with all kinds of people thrown together to maybe one or two roommates, maybe then a spouse. And as the number decreases, we generally are making decisions to limit these relationships to people who agree with or don't challenge our traditions, understandings, beliefs, and practices. We're not alone. We all know that the world around us is doing the same thing spinning itself into smaller and smaller groups of people with common labels, avoiding being challenged or having to confront possible cracks in our worldview or other worldviews that may capture something missing in ours. That's why we believe that the time we spend together wrestling with scriptures, teaching and being taught as a community is so important to our formation. John 17, 21 that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Our desire here at WCF is to model the challenge given us by God to become one, not by becoming the same, but to be united in spite of our differences because it's not the differences that define us. Rather, it's our identity in Christ that allows us to be united even though we're all different. Consistent with our earlier formation focus on the Sabbath, we're asking all of us to consider our time together on Sundays differently. Our time together on Sunday morning is an opportunity to be formed as a community into the likeness of Christ. 
And part of that is being able to share, study, and discuss scripture together. The new teaching time at WCF is intended to help us move from a life that's shaped by our individual life, or that a life that is dead, towards a life that is renewed in Christ, a life within community. So how do we put this on? Put another way, how do we reframe our spirituality? So Pastor Andrew set forth some uh, from and to's. Um, from information and opinion to formation. From do I agree to what is Jesus inviting me to consider in light of this? From do I find this information interesting to where am I experiencing resistance to the Spirit's work in my life? Why? From our activity to God's activity among us. From what am I learning? What activities do I think are valuable or important to me? To where is God at work in my life and my world? How can I join in God's activity? From consumer to communer. From what do I get from this? Is this worth my time? To who can I be with? And who am I becoming together with others? A couple practical logistics. So the plan is for us to gather at 9.15, where we'll have a little bit of time of fellowship, coffee, snacks, getting ourselves started. And then at 9.30, to have a classroom setting opportunity for both adults and children to engage with scripture and with each other around the word of the Lord. So we'll be learning and engaging together from 9.30 to about 10.15 every Sunday. Now, sometimes the focus for the adults will be on a book of scripture and sometimes thematic. For the fall and going forward, we'll be kind of alternating between the Gospel of Luke, continuing that the work that's already been started there, and Jesus and the kingdom of God. We're going to be open to other suggestions. Um, we invite you to talk to the Adult Nurture Commission or any of us in leadership with requests or suggestions on studies or, or leading studies. We're also going to continue to work through logistics, things like where will we all meet? Will all the adults be in the same class or will there be different classes? Um, how will this all work? We'll work on that together. We'll conclude about 10.15 and then return to the sanctuary where we'll have our time of worship. So this time is intended to be a time of togetherness, intended to be one of a learning community together communal formation. The more diverse participation we have, the better for all of us. Here's Andrew's question. Are you courageous and curious enough to engage with ideas that may differ from the ideas you may hold at present? So we're asking for a kind of a paradigm shift in thinking about our relationship to Sunday morning to kind of break down that thought between Sunday school or nurture time as optional and, oh yes, the worship service, but instead as one cohesive whole that is intended to work on us as a community. In this call to being formed into the likeness of Christ as one body, we hope by extending our time together on Sunday morning and learning through each other as we study scripture 
that we will be the light up to the world that God has called us to be. So I'm going to invite you to, as we conclude this time, please open your blue hymnals to hymn number 307. Will you let me be your servant? I'm going to invite you to stand and sort of angle yourself toward the center aisle. And we're going to say this rather than sing it. Sort of a recitation of what our hope is with each other. So please stand and face each other. Great. Together. Will you let me be your servant? Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. We are pilgrims on a journey. We are travelers on the road. We are here to help each other walk the mile and bear the load. I will hold the Christ light for you in the nighttime of your fear. I will hold my hand out to you and speak the peace you long to hear. I will weep when you are weeping, and when you laugh, I'll laugh with you. I will share your joy and sorrow till we've seen this journey through. When we sing to God in heaven, we shall find such harmony, born of all we've known together, of Christ's love and agony. May it be so in the grace of Christ. Amen. You may be seated.